Hello and welcome to the Jeep and Bubba podcast. I'm your host, Brad, Jeep and Bubba Coron, and today we're following along with that interview series as promised. We have today a very special guest. He is the Chief Commercial Commercial Officer of Super Springs International, Mr. Adam Wisner. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, I was telling him before we went on, this is actually our first podcast I've recorded in the morning. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of. It's a different format for me, but it's awesome. Um, yeah, get your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been on Body Armor. Just made a uh, like a hydrating drink with caffeine, and it's like my new favorite thing. It tastes oh nice. Tastes like Sunny D. So I kind of a bit on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, if you would for our listeners, can you tell uh, everyone kind of what you do at your job at Super Springs International, and then what Super Springs International actually produces and does uh, at the company. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep it short. Um, so in my role, um, I oversee um, uh, sales and marketing. Um, so, you know, just trying to grow the business. So I work with all of our um, partners and customers um, and work alongside uh, the rest of the team to drive business. Um, so anything you see from a branding and marketing perspective, um, we do in-house and internally, and, and uh, so I hope to, to lead the efforts there. And then um, from a sales perspective, I, I personally have a, a heavy focus on RBOEM and international business. Um, and then as far as our company goes, Super Strings International, you know, we've been around for a better part of, of 25 years and we manufacture helper springs. So uh, we started in, in the steel world, um, making helper springs for mostly work truck applications where still a significant portion of our business is, is from somewhere around 30 to 40% of our business is still in the work truck industry, all the way up to class five and six trucks. And, and then we make uh, another helper spring line that's uh, called uh, Sumo Springs. And those sumo springs are a microcellular polyurethane, and really they, they're designed for all types of applications, including uh, Jeep. And the idea there is they provide a, a high level of shock absorption, damping, and vibration reduction, but uh, they're a progressive spring. So uh, as you apply more weight, uh, they get stronger and uh, provide you more support. So. We do that kind of across the board and in the RV world, you know, we're standard equipment on brands like Winnebago and Tiffin and uh, Coachman and and others. Um, and in the work truck world, we're standard equipment on, you know, the biggest truck bodybuilders um, in the world. So we really pride ourselves on on making excellent products. We're, we're based right here in the, the U.S. We uh, manufacture, um, uh, assemble, and support all of our product uh, right here in the United States, um, and yeah, that's that's a little bit about our business. Yeah, that's awesome. We uh, one thing I like with my shop is to support as many of the U.S. based uh, companies as we can. We like to hear when they're not only like designed here, but they're actually international and shipping U.S. products out. I mean, that's kind of what got us going as a country and, and made it such a strong country. Uh -huh. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and you touched on a little bit, uh, and we'll get into kind of the sumo springs in a little bit, but 
what kind of is a, a helper spring? I mean, I know, but like for those that might have a, a work truck or a tow rig or something like that, and uh, what kind of, I looked at your product and, and the difference as far as like installation and um, what I'm used to is like maybe an add a leaf. It, it seems to yeah. be a huge difference. Yeah, so, you know, when, when we use the term helper spring because, you know, it's, it's broadly a good definition of, of what we make. And a helper spring is really just a suspension enhancement product that's engineered to enhance and support and help various types of original equipment suspension, right? So what we design is made to work in concert with your factory suspension. And traditionally, you have things like Adelief, right? Which is what you're talking about, where you go in, you break. So part of how we broke into the work truck industry is the traditional experience in the work truck is, hey, I need to add a leaf, great. Um, you take this work truck, it's typically a cabin chassis, they're gonna throw a, a boom on it or, or you know, they're gonna build a huge body out on the back where they're gonna have one side of uh, heavy articulation. So they have two guys, they drive it over to a spring shop, that spring shop breaks the pack and puts a piece of steel, uh, a new leaf in the middle of it um, or somewhere uh, in the middle of it. They put it back together and they send it back over to the shop. And that usually takes a day or two, um, depending on the spring shops. You know, it could take a lot longer and it costs anywhere from, I don't know, five to 800 bucks for a decent spring. Yeah, and spring those things, job. you know, U bolts might get rusty, bolts break, yeah. it's heavy, yeah, you know, it's, it could be dangerous. It's funny. Well, it's funny you say that because the, the way I, you know, when we were out on calls, the easiest way for me to spot if somebody was a business opportunity was I could just walk their fleet lot and stick my head under the car because you can see a rusted leaf in the middle of a pack. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so you always know where the added leaf was put in. Um, so <clears throat> our product is the alternative to that, uh, our steel product. It's a, it's a shop peen American made piece of steel that goes over the top and then there's uh, shackles or roller bolts that go on the outside that are self-adjusting, patented and self-adjusting. And so instead of having it add a leaf, you put, you basically add the leaf, but you put it on top without having to break the pack and you can do it yourself in your shop without having to go anywhere. And it's typically a third of the cost, sometimes less. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the helper spring there. But on the other side of it, as far as the sumo spring goes, it's, it's not like your traditional helper spring because it provides the load capacity, right? It keeps you from sagging. It'll pick up a single side. It'll pick up both sides if you want, uh, similar to adding a leaf. But the difference is it has, the material provides the shock absorption, um, damping and vibration reduction because the, the curve on it is parabolic and instead of linear, you know, like most rubbers are. Mm -hmm. That first 10 to 30% gives you a really nice support and then as weight is applied it gets stronger so so rather than you know riding like a hay wagon down the street when you're unloaded um, in, in many applications you can have a nice unloaded ride with our product and then you you can load up and, and still have the support you need. Absolutely uh, and, and the Sumo Spring kind of transitioning into that is my favorite product that you guys make. Um, I first got introduced to the product, I believe in 2016 at SEMA. So I ran into uh, you guys booth and saw it and I was like, that's the largest bump stop I've ever seen. So I like I had to stop and ask him about it. <laughs> and then I realized what it was. Uh, and in the Jeep world, um, we don't necessarily do like what they do in trucks where they'll add 
you know, airbags to level out the vehicles. Uh, we'll do bump stops, which can be just kind of the cheap rubber onto like an aluminum puck or rubber puck, or yep. you can spend the big money and go with some air bumps or air stops. So either yeah. you're, you're either in that forty to eighty dollar category, or you're in that four hundred to eight hundred bucks, and that's like per pair for those air bumps and the installation's pretty difficult. Um, what you guys have is a lot less than that air bump and a little bit more than like the, the just the cheap yeah. rubber, but you're gonna gain something. Just looking at it and, and really kind of why I reached out to you guys is uh, I was actually, I remembered this product. This past weekend we were out at an off-road park and I have a rooftop tent, I have a fridge in the back of my Wrangler, and we're going down the trail, and I am hitting my bump stops in the back like crazy, because I'm a little overloaded, it's rutted, uh, and I was just thinking, man, I need to get some air bumps back here. Started looking at the cost of that, and then the Sumo strings popped up, and I'm like, I saw these guys at SEMA. Um, and I started thinking, like, this is probably the perfect product for that. And then I saw you guys have a new video out with a, a nice Wrangler putting it on and guys talking about how good they ride. Uh, maybe you can go into a little bit for a Jeep guy. Maybe not, they may not have all the weight of the bumpers or uh, yeah. the winches, which that is extremely common or all the stuff in the back. But just going down a typical trail, how does this differ? And uh, kind of what would be their cost point getting into something like this? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a Jeeper personally, <laughs> I, you know, fi funny enough, my first car I ever learned to drive on, um, was, uh, a TJ. Nice. And you know, it was, it was a stick and it was, I drove it for a while. My wife actually remembers seeing me driving in high school with the top off, uh, Totally That's broke. why she married um, you. You just don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> um, and I just remember that thing was so, it was such a blast to drive. And, uh, yeah. you know, the torque was crazy. And, yeah. you know, I got myself in good trouble driving it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've got, I've got a family. I drive, I drive a truck and have, we, pull, we pull a big trailer and all that good stuff. Um, but I love Jeeps. And um, so for me, initially, you know, from a, a sales and marketing perspective, I, I'm a big proponent of, look, unless I have personally experienced it, it's really hard for me to um, talk about something True. for people to buy it, right? And so, you know, we've had this product, but just recently we went down to Idaho Falls um, and met with um, a partner from uh, social media who uh, he, he really, he, he runs the service department down there at a Toyota dealership, um, off-road 208 is his, um, social handle. Yeah. And, um, he, he said, yeah, come on down. You know, we'll, we're, as we said, look, we want to put these things on. We want to actually try them and see if, how much of a difference they make. We heard from a couple of people before we've heard from different people over the years. Hey, yeah, they're awesome. But we had such limited, um, energy focused on it. You know, we hadn't really been trying to sell because we had so much other, so many other things going on and <clears throat> so we went down and those are the videos that we just came out with which show you know the install on the front and the install on the rear and then really the before and after and we sat in the car with him and we we trailed we trailed with him um we went to do the dunes and we went to a couple of different trails and i got to experience firsthand you know because we had one jeep who, who had them and, and the other jeep didn't and and then we got to experience you know his firsthand experience and that's what you see in the recent videos him talking about 
man, this is just like, it's a night and day difference. And he, he wasn't, he's not really loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose for him getting them was, it was the same thing. He says, look, man, I've spent a ton of money on my suspension trying to figure out, you know, how to make this ride a little bit more enjoyable when I'm going on the trails. So, you know, immediately he said, oh man, I can get through this trail a lot faster. He's I'm going 10, 10 miles an hour faster than I would be able to go through here with these on. And he was just blown away because to your, the second part of your question, how much do they cost? I mean, for a pair of these, they're anywhere between 150 and 200 bucks. <laughs> and yeah. they're completely, completely maintenance free, 30 day money back guarantee, lifetime warranty, um, made in the USA. It's, it's kind of a, it's a slam dunk. Um, and what he really was talking about was how he had looked at a different, a lot of options and he didn't want to go with the, um, air bumps because of the chatter. Um, and he had like three of those rubber pucks already. That was his current setup. Um, so, you know, we kind of, we worked through it, customized, pulled a couple of them off, you know, to really, uh, tweak his travel the way he wanted it afterward. Mm -hmm. Um, but really, you know, he just said, look, it's, it's weird. You're going over these bumps and it's soft. He's like, you know, when it happens, but it's soft. He said it was smoother, uh, out there riding on his, um, riding on these, uh, new sumo springs. than he was at nine PSI and it was, he, he was just blown away. So I think that was to me, that was the big, like, okay, we've got something here <laughs> that I think people are actually going to really be excited about. And he just kept saying, I think I really underestimated, um, what changing my bumps, bump stops would do for my suspension. Um, you know, and so I think for any Jeeper out there, yes, we, we definitely, for the guy who's just actually out there trying to hit trails or crawl, you know, you're going to, you're going to get the benefit of softening, um, you know, that, that crash. Right. So, you know, they call them a bump stop because they're supposed to, you know, stop the bump. Well, um, instead of stopping it with a hard rubber, you get a progressive spring and our, our springs compress down to 80% of their original height with no impact. They can operate in, you know, negative 20 degree, 22 degree Fahrenheit up to 220 degree Fahrenheit weather with no impact. So they're, they're pretty, they're pretty well tested as far as the materials. Um, you know, one of the, one of the first, actually the first big customer that we tested and were developing sumo springs with was the U S border patrol. And, you know, they basically replaced all their bags out with, uh, with sumo springs. We did like 5,000 units. We never saw a single one back and yeah. know, no complaints. Obviously they, they loved them because they could put them on and never, and they were all a bunch of trucks and they don't really drive on roads, um, out there. So, yeah, I think, um, and then for the guy who's, who is loaded up or like, you know, a lot of these gladiators, um, uh, or guys who throw rooftop tents or anything like that, our product for the rear is going to, you know, give you back, uh, some of your, you know, your actual factory ride height, or if you're lifted, it's going to, you know, bring you up a bit so that you're not rubbing, um, so that you can put weight on and then you can still trail a little bit, um, or a lot of it, depending on how you, I mean, most guys who are super loaded up like that aren't taking crazy trails, but, um, you know, you, you still can go do it and you're, you're not going to have such a rough ride, uh, or have things swinging around or to your point, you know, be bottoming out. 
the whole time you're out there. And it's, you know, a couple hundred bucks and uh, less than a couple hundred bucks. And then you, you know, the install is relatively straightforward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think anybody who has a Jeep, I think it's it's almost like it's, it's one of those, I, I would say, after sitting in it and riding in it, one of those first things to give a shot uh, on your Jeep to see how you can improve the ride. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was looking through, and I was surprised. I thought what I was going to find was maybe you guys offered it on just, like, the JK Wrangler or maybe just the JL, but it looked like you actually had it in TJs and Cherokees and across the board for a lot of Jeeps, so um, yeah. I was impressed with that. And if there's anyone considering maybe getting this product, I'm actually... 100% sold. One of these are, sets are going to go on my Wrangler for sure. But um, the difference kind of is like when you put a rubber bump stop in, you're, you're trying to keep your tire from ripping your fenders off, bottoming out your shocks, yeah. uh, but it doesn't really fix the harshness, that cringe you get right before you hit that big rut off-road. Yep. You know it's happening, it's going to happen. Um, but when you hit, the other option that's always been out there is we'll go with the, the air bump you're going to have to weld that product in. It's going to cost you. Like if you go with a Fox, you're going to be 1400 or 1600 bucks for the product before you install it, where these are just about as simple as putting in a bump stop. Um, yes. And they're maintenance free. Yes. You don't have to worry about them. You just put them in and they're done. So it'd be an awesome, yeah. awesome product for a Jeep. Um, my particular Wrangler, I run a low lift. So two and a half inches, 35 inch tires. Yep. So that we yep. could do a lot of overlanding, so we'll travel the country. It's easier to ride with a low, small tire, but I keep the fridge and the roof rack and, and the rooftop tent. But I also run rock crawler trails, like really hard trails. Uh, yep. uh, and, you know, I've got nice shocks and all that, but the bumps are just, you know, polyurethane against one of those rubber pucks, and it is super harsh. So. Um, I think that's the next upgrade, absolutely for sure. Um, so then I was going to kind of get into, I think that covers Jeeps, and I, I think this would be a, a great product uh, for, for most Jeepers, but a lot of guys that have Jeeps will actually just tow their vehicles out there. Um, they don't want to deal with maybe it breaking down, or maybe for a lot of us East Coast guys, all we want to do is get out west and, and get into that uh you know, we have a lot of slick mud here out west. Like when you go on the Rubicon Trail uh, or you go out to Moab, you have traction for days, big rocks for days, big pretty mountains, and uh, uh, we just don't want to break on the way there. This year, we did Black Bear Pass in Colorado, and, and we towed a vehicle out there. And the thing is, uh, if I understand it correctly, the product doesn't necessarily increase how much you can tow, but it keeps you from having to add an airbag to basically stabilize the vehicle and it's going to improve the ride. I mean, some people think it's cool to have the front end of their truck pointed up higher than the back. <laughs> but for yeah, me, yeah, it's not like so... It's, like nose up stance. Yeah. yeah. For me, that's not so cool and it doesn't really ride good and you're just going to wear yeah. out your suspension pretty quickly. For those of yeah. us, or, or those people who, who tow their rigs, uh, tow their Jeeps or whatever it may be uh, to the trail, what kind of improvement are they going to see in this uh, in this product? And uh, it, would it be something where they need to go with like a uh, the typical the metal product, or the Sumo Springs going to be good for them as well? Yeah. So uh, as far as towing, I mean that's another portion of our bread and butter. It's it's uh, you know I've got them on the back of my F two hundred and fifty. I've also got them on my trailer. You know, you, you, 
they're really made for improving the towing experience. Um, and it's a lot of what we do even in the RV world um, on, you know, these really heavy built out um, class B's that then tow something and you, know, you got sprinters that are towing, you know, <laughs> who knows what. Yeah. Um, so, but to your, to your earlier point, these aren't going to uh, increase the spring rate or increase your your overall capacity, right? Your, your GVWR is set at manufacturer and it's determined by a lot of things, um, including your tires, including, you know, a, a lot of things that determine that. <laughs> um, so anybody who tells you they're increasing that is, is I don't know, selling something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but what we do is to your point, we, our product looks to keep you closer to factory ride height. So, you know, instead of, you know, the <clears throat> most suspensions, like if you look at trucks today, they're designed and you see a lot of them from the factory have a big rake on them. You know, you're talking about nose up, you, you, you look at these trucks and they've got, they've got it the other way, right? The, mm-hmm. the back ends way up in the air and they do that. And then they make the suspension really soft yeah. because the whole idea is they want the unloaded ride to be really nice in these trucks. They want the truck to ride like a sedan. Well, the problem is you load that truck up with anything and everyone listening to your podcast right now can look today when they're driving out, just drive down the street and tell me you don't see a vehicle that's sagged. You're going to see one today. No matter oh yeah, what. for sure. Any, any, yeah. So what's fun for us is that, you know, a sagging car is a business opportunity. So, you know, there's no shortage of, of opportunity for us to, to be better at what we do and, and, and tell more people about what we do. Um, so the sumo spring will keep you from sagging so much. Let's say you, you load up and you drop down, you know, three inches. Well, if you put the sumo spring on, it's going to engage sooner. Your bump stop really is just there to prevent you from bottoming out. So it's not really making contact until you are way overloaded, right? Or until there's a spike load sure. uh, where you hit something really hard. Um, our product is really going to fill that that gap in certain applications. So, like for instance, when you when you put it on the back of a of a Gladiator, you can load up the back, and you know the, the product is going to, depending on which one you're looking at, right? You're going to get um, support for whatever it is that you have going on. So, you know, you'll have 1,400 pound capacity at 50% compression on some of our springs. So, you know, so if you're if you're looking to do something on the rear um, and you've got a five inch spring and let's say you were dropping down this huge gap, you're, you're only going to sag down maybe an inch, right? Instead of three. Um, and then on top of that, you ride comfort and control is going to be increased because now you're sitting on, you know, a spring, you're actually engaged on a spring the entire time you're towing versus um, nothing, you know, air waiting for that to bottom out. So, yeah, it'll be a, a much improved towing experience and it'll keep you from sagging. To your question on, you know, should they go with a, a different type of product um, if they're towing out? You know, most people don't tow 90% of the time. And the problem is, is if you solve for your towing problem, which only happens, you know, 20% of your driving time for the year or less, well, then you're, you're having to solve for something really harsh for the 20%, and then you don't really get a, a great unloaded ride. So if you put our steel product on, the steel product is really made for constant load applications. Or we make really heavy springs for some of these bigger trucks, not in the Jeep world, but in the truck world, mm-hmm. where if you're in a, 
constant load if you tow, you know, you're a full-time tower or something like that, then you can get a heavier, a heavier duty, larger sumo spring that will really provide a, even more support. Um, you know, we make sumo springs for class A RVs, gas RVs, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we make sumo springs that have, they're, they're, you know, they're eight inches tall and they, it takes, you know, 7,000 pounds of pressure to compress them 50%. So we, we make really big ones. We make really beefy ones for constant load applications. Um, but the, the real, what I see mostly is people who tow, but they don't, they're not towing, you know, the majority of the time they're towing less than a, you know, a quarter of their time. And so they really want something that's there to give them support when they load up, but will not, you know, I chip everybody's teeth in the car when they're unloaded driving to the grocery store. Yeah, I, and I think you, you brought up a point that's quite interesting. Like with the Gladiator, it's probably the perfect candidate for this product. I have a friend who has a Gladiator, did the max tow package. He tows with it, um, but he also off roads in it. So. For him, I wouldn't necessarily recommend airbags because when he goes off-road, that gets kind of in the danger zone. Is it going to fall out if he flexes too much? He's got the airlines to worry about. Whereas with the Sumo Springs, he's going to be able to tow. It's going to help him have a nice rake, and then he gets off-road. It's you know nice, comfortable ride. So it just sounds like a win-win. Yeah, listen, it's it's going to give him everything he needs, and you know it's it's completely maintenance free that's that's the biggest difference with our product versus let's say something like an airbag there is no maintenance to our product you put it on and you never think about it again um so you know we're really made for the outdoor lifestyle um you know there's nothing to think about you know there's no noise on a compressor there's no um worrying about a rock popping up or a piece of you know glass from a leftover beer bottle popping into your airbag or something like that none of that none of that applies um and so you you have you have all the support you need but none of the maintenance required i mean we we have a fun video on our youtube channel where we torch test it we're we're up here the marketing team and, and the engineer are up here in north idaho nice. and uh we had an opportunity to torture test our product so if you go on our youtube page you'll see i mean we blew it up with tannerite we shot it. Uh, we dragged it. We drilled uh, screws into it. We shoved a screwdriver into it, and then we put it back onto my truck. I mean, we cr- crushed it. We literally ran it over with my F two fifty, and then we put it back on my truck and we ran it. And you can see it a side by side of it, you know, operating with no impact uh, after all of wow. that. And obviously, it's a bit overboard. But the point is. Yeah, you couldn't do that with an airbag. This product, yeah, no, you can't. You definitely can't. I mean, I could take a pen and shove it into the airbag. It would, it wouldn't work. Which, Not to which, mention I don't have, the cost of an airbag and the setup of an airbag. Yeah, and yes, and, and I don't, I don't have anything uh, bad to say about airbags. It's just a different solution. Sure. You know, I, I, airbags have been around for a long time. Yep. Um, I think that it's a standard for a lot of people. It's a, it's something that everyone kind of knows about, and it's their default. Um, we we wanted to innovate we wanted to do something new um our ceo is a a a civil engineer by trade built bridges in south africa an award-winning engineer and um you know he he designed the sumo springs and you know it's really about trying to do something that nobody else is doing and the whole idea was how can we create something that will give people what they need that will be more progressive to provide them a nice unloaded ride um but will be maintenance free completely maintenance free 
and that's how we came up with this and and we we continue to push and uh, work to innovate and we love i mean we work really closely with all of our customers and, and really enthusiasts is, is where we focus people who actually love doing the things that we try to make solutions for and so that's why we get out and, and we ride with people that's why we get out and we really get feedback from people actually using it and we love to talk about ideas and you know we're we're big enough to matter but we're small enough to care you know um yeah. to to do new things and to try new things so well speaking of innovation uh where do you think your company as a whole are you guys looking to expand in as many models of vehicles as you can or are you also looking to expand into like new products new offerings that are kind of falling in the same line I think a bit of both. You know, we're really open to any of it. Um, as far as where we're going, we are adding, we add applications every day. Um, you know, we have almost 20,000 different applications wow. available now. You're making model. And to your point, you know, we kind of, on the Jeep, uh, from a Jeep market perspective, you know, we run the gamut. We've got Gladiator, we've got TJ, JKJL, uh, XJ, Cherokee, and Patriot. So, nice. Um, we we do everything from RVs to sedans to uh, cabin chassis trucks to class A RVs to uh, towables fifth wheels. Um, you know we we love expanding obviously applications and it's it's quite there's a there's a Herculean task every year you know seeing what the new suspension is and going to the measuring sessions with the manufacturers to update our applications, right? And make sure we have something for the most current year. But then on top of that, you know, just really saying, hey, there's a demand in this market or there's, you know, something interesting happening in this market. We see a lot of that internationally. Um, you know, we added eight countries to our customer list last year and wow. we'll add more this year. Um, you know, we're, we're selling product. Um, I, I have customers all over um, and, and really we, we're kind of just getting started there, right? We, we have customers in, in the Netherlands, in Dubai, in the UAE, um, in Germany, in France, in um, Panama, wow. uh, you know, in Oman, in you know, uh, Romania, you know, in the UK, you know, it's it's um, it's something that you know we we think we're just getting started because for sure. a long time we were we were a really well kept secret, I think, mm-hmm. and um, now. We're really trying to get out of just, like you said, you, you saw us at SEMA, but now, you know, you're seeing us on YouTube and on Instagram Absolutely. and on a bunch of other places that, you know, we, we never really, we never really saw or placed energy and focus on before. I, I took over marketing uh, a little over a year ago and, you know, in, in 2019, we had like 40, 40,000 views on YouTube and in 2020, we had 1.2 million. Um, and you know, so we're, 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 we're placing some focus and energy on just trying to make quality content that's helpful. That's, you know, that people can watch and go, Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Or I understand it. Um, so to your point, like the Jeep video with off-road 208, just hearing, you know, firsthand sit, you know, it's literally just a, a hold camera shot, uh, inside of the Jeep with him while he's driving. And he's just talking about what it feels like. And that wasn't, scripted that wasn't you know hey can you say this it was like well we'll just ride with you and you can you know and then he started feeling such a difference that he just started telling us about 
man, it's this and it's that, and I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that. So we're placing a little bit more energy and, and focus. So we'll do it again this year um, in certain spaces. And that's where Jeep comes in and we're going to run. Um, you know, we were talking about pricing earlier, um, even though we, we're pretty well priced in the market for what we do uh, next month will be our big Jeep month for the year. So we're going to be running a, a 20% discount uh, on superstrings.com. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll have it on all the channels and everything, but that'll be our biggest discount uh, of the year um, wow. for, for Jeep. So anybody who's looking to try them out um, next month's a good time. Yeah, you heard it here first. Well, while I have yeah. you talking about social media, social media influencers, and you do the marketing, I wanted to cover a few things on marketing. I kind of am a uh, uh, amateur marketer. So basically, when you're a, an owner of a business, an entrepreneur, you're basically everything, right? You're the graphic designer, entrepreneur, the janitor. <laughs> you get to have the nice title by your name, but you also are out there <laughs> doing all the all all the jobs. So. I've enjoyed doing marketing and learning about it and listening to people and trying different things. So when I was looking at your uh, uh, company and was going to do this podcast, I was like, I wonder what all they're on. And I was surprised and happy to see you guys were on TikTok, which I, I don't yeah. see many companies on currently. Um, <laughs> it's actually been, a, for me, a good platform uh, just to make fun, quick videos. But I'll see you guys were on YouTube. Um, obviously, you were on LinkedIn and putting out some awesome articles, and uh, and you have a website as well. But where do you think you know as a marketer, we're kind of headed with? Um, uh, do you think that for a product like you guys that you know using influencers or, uh, yeah. or doing the new kind of TikTok and things like that is going to be the future for you guys and like getting the product out there? Yeah, I mean, to me. Um and it, it's it's cliche for some people, but I, I genuinely believe it. Um, story tr really transcends all platforms, you know, and all mediums, and even really all product types. You know, the 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 human condition is to understand stories, and so I think where you can tell a compelling story, um, you're going to gain interest. People are going to be interested in seeing it, and so that's obviously oversimplifying a lot of what you know everyone does when it comes to marketing and. Listen, I'm with you. I mean, I spent, um, when I first took over marketing, I mean, I spent the first, obviously we're doing a lot of things, but I, I, I had certain focuses, you know, 30 minutes a day, all I would do was go in and follow certain hashtags on Instagram, and then I would comment um, on those uh, posts uh, just to gain uh, insight into the lifestyle and also, you know, get our name out there. And I, I did that every day for almost six months and it really you know helped us to gain following but i'm with you i mean i still still to this day i answer um a ton of our social media inquiries um i'm in a ton of private facebook groups and forums where people are tagging me to ask technical questions so as far as the future goes yeah i mean i think whoever knows how to tell their story the best is is going to win long term and so that's really what we're trying to do. That's why we have the tagline of Journey Better. Um, it, it actually means something to us. Um, it, it is what we do. It's what we want our customers to do. It's what we want our employees to do. Um, and so I think you've got really cool places and you gotta just kind of be, in my mind, ready to fail fast and to try new things. And if you have that appetite, if you're not too concerned about you know getting it wrong, 
even at the big, even if you're a bigger size company like like we are, and you you know kind of the sky's the limit. We gave our uh, our new creative associate uh, Joshua Tom, who's who's the creative director here. He handles all of our um, branding and video and things you see like that. He uh, we, we kind of talked about hey let's put a challenge out there and let's get Josh to see what he can do on TikTok. Um, and so we we had a few you know conversations on some ideas on how we could approach it and what we want people to do and i mean he literally posted a video gosh i'm gonna pull it up just while we're here just to look (laughs) it was on the 12th yep um and it's at 650,000 views yeah um and you know 25,000 likes and we've had a million views in the last 10 days on tiktok and we've added like 6,000 followers um and, and i mean all it was was just hey let's just try some stuff. And he really took it, took that challenge on. And, um, you know, we told him if you get a hundred, if you get a hundred thousand views, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Nice. And, <laughs> and a good thing we didn't scale it up because yeah. that thing went crazy. Um, and I mean, he's had, there's, there's, you know, the video, the other videos he's posted since then, it's like one's got 140,000, one's got 50, one's got 70. You know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, I think that platform is one where it's kind of quick bites. Like you said, it's just about having fun, but you've got to, you've got to try these things. You know, it, it's, you can't ignore it and go, Oh, it's, it's for kids because oddly that's the same thing that everybody heard about Facebook, the same thing everybody heard about Instagram. And now it's the same thing you're hearing about TikTok. So if you're a business or a business owner and you're going, yeah, that's not where my audience is. That's not where the buyers are. That's not where people with money are. Um, they will be. Um, yeah. And that's just the way it goes. Just people said the same exact thing about Facebook and Instagram. Well, that's all. That's not where any of the money is. Facebook. Oh, that's for kids. Nobody's buying there. Well, now Facebook's for grandmas, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it and is. that's where all the buy. That's where all the buyers are. That's where all of the, you know, thirties and forties and fifty somethings are. They're all on Facebook, and then Instagram you know, skews down a little bit younger, but yeah, a ton of people with money are on Instagram. People have built entire businesses uh, off of Instagram, their Instagram following. So TikTok's not going to be any different um, in that sense. Obviously, it's to be determined if it'll stick around as long as these other platforms. But the point is, you got to try all of it, you know, and and you got to fail fast. And the only advice I would give is that, you know, all of these platforms reward consistency. So, you know, you, you got to try and post every day or, you know, set a schedule or do, you know, three times a week or every other day, whatever it is, be consistent. It's, it's, it's like anything else, you know, the platform and the algorithms will reward um, new content and consistently new content. Sure. Uh, kind of in line with that, uh, you know, TikTok, I think one of the reasons it's, it's really growing is that like, it seems like every younger person's job that they want to be is to be some kind of an influencer or to be a social media personality like it just and i get it that sounds like a much better job than working at a grocery store or like uh cutting grass or (laughs) being a plumber but um i don't know if if you've had this run-in with your current position but one of the things that i've talked about on on the podcast and i get asked a lot is how do I get um, companies like yourself to sponsor my build and it's like 
uh, I actually worked for a manufacturer for a little bit, um, a company that made off-road bumpers, and it was like, we would get 100 emails a day, like, can I please get this free product, I'll put it on my vehicle, I'll put a sticker on my vehicle, and, and I, dr I promise I drive hundreds of miles, and it's like, well, everyone does that, you're probably going to yeah. buy it anyways. We'll send you a free sticker with, you know, like, but every once in a while, we'd get one to come across, and they would be like, okay, like, this is the year of the vehicle, these are things I've done to it, these are all the shows I'm going to go to, this is how many followers I have on YouTube, Instagram, everything, you know, whoa, this is actually legit, you know, we might need to, to use this, so for those people maybe inspiring to, like, maybe be one of these people on YouTube, or full-time out of their Jeep, or RV, or, um, just on TikTok making videos about off-roading uh, have you run into any of that like people you know looking to get to get sponsored and like if so like for sure what is something that kind of sticks out to you because I, I read one the other day and i i cringed <laughs> <It was, laughs> you could tell it was like dear sir or madam yeah, of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what do you no, think about I mean, that listen, yeah, so we, we get a ton of those. I get a ton of those. We get a ton of those. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan because our kind of business flywheel, if you will, is to go to, is to start with the enthusiasts. And I don't mean influencers. I mean enthusiasts. Sure. I don't really care how much of a following you have necessarily. What I care about is your passion for whatever this particular space is. So whether it's Jeep, RV, you know, Raptors, um, you know, Chevy Express fans, like you could name it, right? Whatever the category <laughs> is, I want you to be, I want you to be pumped about it. And if you are, and if you're a true enthusiast, then there's two things that are going to happen. One, you actually have a, a uh, some authority for your voice because people will hear you talk about it and they'll go, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Like, you know, if somebody's talking to me about suspension, they're going to go, oh yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Um, but if, if I start going off trying to talk about, um, uh, certain aspect of Jeeps, people are going to go, well, clearly this guy's not a Jeeper, right? Yeah, and yeah. so for me, it's go to the enthusiasts and engage with them. So first the requirement for me is be an enthusiast, not an influencer. Um, and then, you know, second, the, the real question here is what's the currency exchange? Because mm -hmm. that's kind of what people are trying to figure out. What's the value exchange? All right. My value is right my you know you're advertising on my car with a sticker or you know by being at a show or my promise to you to talk about your your you know your product i think if you're an enthusiast and you get a good product you've got to talk about it oh yeah right so like that's just the way it is we we're that's how we are we want to tell people about cool things that we find out you know like i just got a new smoker and i want to tell everybody about my yoder smoker because i think the thing is amazing they're yeah. not paying me to do that, but I'm going to tell everybody <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, so I've engaged with a ton of enthusiasts and that's something that I'm, I love to do. I'm happy to do it and I'll do it, you know, five days a week. If I had people reach out to me, Hey, can, you know, I'm an enthusiast. I'm doing this. Can I get product? The answer is yes. Um, sometimes we send people product just to try it out to, uh, really. And it's funny because for me, they'll always say, well, what's, what do you want me to do? What's the requirement? I go, I don't want you to do anything. I want you to try the product and give me your honest feedback. And they're always like, uh, okay, because they're so used to that whole game of, you know, do okay. this, do that. Now, what I think, if you want to, um, if I'm in that position of being the enthusiast and I want to stand out and get somebody to give me something, it, what speaks to me, what I think is impressive, and I think you got to think from the manufacturer's perspective, 
if you look in our industry and you go, what are manufacturers not very good at? Well, what we know is the biggest manufacturers, some of them are good at it, but many of them aren't are not good at, at media, at digital media. That's they're not true. good at yeah. making really good content. They're not good at making video. They're not good at imagery. So they're constantly reposting other people's stuff or they're, you know, they're, so that's a really big currency exchange. Figure out how to use a camera and make high quality video and imagery. You will right there open up the door. Then reach out to a manufacturer and say, hey, look, um, I'd like to try your product. Here's my plan. I'm going to make a super high quality video. And then obviously you need to give them a, an example. Hey, here's three videos I've already made a really high quality video and imagery. I'll provide it to, uh, I'll provide it all to you on a Dropbox, Right. And then you guys can do with that what you please, you know, it'd be great if you could tag me, but if not, no big deal. This is all, these are all your assets as an exchange for giving me the product. That hmm. is big because so many manufacturers, I mean, we, we've taken an approach to focus on digital content and we film all of our own stuff. We edit all of our own stuff. We create all our own brand. We do all of our own creative, but, but we also didn't, you know, the, the creative team here, none of us came from this market. We came from the other markets. So we, we kind of came with a different, um, mindset and skill set. Whereas people who've been in this business a long time and a lot of these current manufacturers, they're kind of just, trying to figure out you know how to how to go along and so they're hiring agencies who are doing super cheap videos mm -hmm. or cheesy videos you know and they all look the same yeah. they're all buying the same transition packs um you know yeah. from from instagram that they're getting advertised to so i i my my uh, advice to somebody if they want to reach out whether they're reaching out to me or anybody else is focus on quality content because that right there can be used by us as an organization in a big way, right? We can high quality video, high quality imagery is something that I'm always after. Um, and my, my favorite people that we partnered with are ones who have, you know, gone on and either done a really good video and spoken to, and, and, and we don't ever ask anybody to speak to, like, we don't say it needs to be a good review. Oh, yeah. We just say it needs to be an honest review. Um, and, those are always the best because then people, again, people trust that they'll actually watch the video and go, yeah, okay, cool, this person's not, yeah, they're not gassing me up. It's like, if you did a review on our product and I paid you to do it, well, yeah, you're going to be like, yeah, no, but if you actually do, you go, yeah, well, here's what I love about it. Maybe you love everything. That's great. That's a great, and we have a lot of those, but maybe there's something about it where you're like, well, if I were to say there was one thing I wanted to be different, it would be this, or, you know, overall it's this, but here's some of the things that I would tell you, you know, to stay away from. I think that's the kind of stuff we all want. It's why we all look at reviews. It's why we read the things we, we read. So sure. I think um, that that's the advice I would give to anybody who's trying to get free stuff from a manufacturer. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I love the point about there needs to be a value exchange. That's kind of the, the point that I mm -hmm. tried to send home as well. Um, yeah. Well, one last thing. We kind of connected through LinkedIn, and I have been basically diving in headfirst to LinkedIn for the last 30 to 45 days. I kept looking at it over the last year or two, and it, mm. I feel like the last three or four months of LinkedIn is just like completely changed. I remember when it first got started, it was like, you got an email, here's a connection, they're trying to sell you real estate, or yeah. or yeah. they're, it's where you'd you go to try to get a message in your inbox after you connect with them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had one yesterday, and they were like, "Hi, how are you? Where are you from?" I was like, "I don't want to buy any cryptocurrency. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
man. It might not be a bad time. You see where, you see oh, I, I'm still buying it. I'm just not buying it from them. <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, I, I, I feel like if somebody uh, is looking at LinkedIn currently, and maybe give your opinion, but I feel like when I was looking at it maybe a couple years back, like I say, it's, it was just like this place you'd go to maybe try to find a job or maybe yeah. you're going to try to see who your new boss is or something like that. But now I feel yeah. like if you are if you find your industry and you start connecting and you're just like, oh, this guy's yeah. got this mutual friend, whatever, you've now created this like room where you're basically it's almost the same as going to SEMA or going to some of these events that you normally sure. would go to and they're all basically in the same place and you can reach out and say, hey, you want to be on a podcast or hey, um, yep. you know, I, I'd love to review this or I, I think uh, we can might make, make a video here like to, to make those connections in. The crazy part is to me is on Instagram or Facebook or places where it's more personal, if you send a DM, most chances are you're not going to get a hold of that person. That's or, right. But for some reason, I feel like on LinkedIn, everyone's already in this like business mindset. And yeah. so when you start talking business, it's normal. When you're on Facebook, they're like, hey, I'm on here looking at my um, my, my kids' pictures from the softball game or whatever. Like, they, I don't sure. know. But uh, maybe you can weigh in just a little bit on that. Yeah, I mean, listen, LinkedIn um, has definitely changed over the years. And I think it is a, it's a space that's changing. It's becoming more like some of the, the mediums. But to your point, it really is. Um, it truly is like a business networking without having to wear a big name tag on your on your shirt and walk around and pretend like you know you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. Um, I think um, you know I spent I spent the better part of a of uh, a decade and a half in the in the financial services world and you know it was always that right it was it was nothing but that and I think people are more open on LinkedIn to connect and to respond to messages um it's a place that i use to reach out to folks and again like you said find the industry follow the you know types of accounts um that you're and companies and i mean as far as a lead list there's nothing like it i mean you type in any company name you want you go to the company page and then you type people there's every single key person that you need to know and you can connect with them you can message them you can ask questions so you know i think um from a user perspective it's a great place to go and try and connect with people um to do business together really to figure out how you can like you said whether it's have a conversation about something or you know I, i've reached out to people on there to say hey you know reach out to uh, the head of engineering at various companies hey are you, have you guys ever considered using a suspension enhancement product on your builds i noticed that you guys whatever oh, yeah. um, there's also on a lot of these big companies and big names people don't really have a lot of following mm -hmm. and so they do they do respond to messages more and they also respond to comments more right because yeah. you'll go on someone's post and there's like one comment yeah. and that's not abnormal um and if you're the second comment you're probably going to get a reply yeah. or you're probably going to get you know somebody to reach out to you so I, I think it's a it's a really good medium from from that perspective and then you know from a from a content perspective and a social perspective as far as a marketing tool goes you know, I think it's one of the best places for organic content, whether that's, you know, writing blogs or doing, um, you know, 30 second videos or anything like that. Um, I think it's, it's one of the best places. I, I think that video is, is king. Um, if you want to kind of push some of your product stuff, so that works, but there's, 
there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work. So when you're when you're putting together like your social plan and there's tools out there that'll say, yeah, post to every platform. Like take my Instagram post and put it everywhere, right? Oh yeah. Um, it doesn't really work a lot of times on LinkedIn. You've got to think of it separately and you've got to you've almost got to post with a separate mindset there because the audience is different. Um, but no, man, I think I think LinkedIn will continue to grow and it's it's the only place where you really go and the focus is, you know, what does this person do for a living? Um, it is the biggest, you know, networking room that there is, whereas everywhere else is kind of, you know, it's a little bit messy. You know, it's like, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah. What do you love to do? What do you love to do? Those are the other platforms, right? This place is, sure. what do you actually do for a living? So, Yeah, I find it pretty exciting. For me, I've really missed out on, I, I did outside sales for a while and then with my current business, I loved going to the different Jeep shows. So they, they would do Jeep Beach down in Daytona, and they'd do them out in Pomona, California, and there's all kind of Jeep shows. And, oh, yeah. Um, and, and I, those grew up are, in, I grew up in Shale Hills, so I know yeah. Pomona. <laughs> so, like, all those have, like, basically gone digital or, or they're postponing uh, them for a year. So that's kind of been, for me, a good place to, like, hop on LinkedIn and, like, all those people that I would have run into – eight yeah. times in a year i can just reconnect with them and you know just a quick message or a comment and um and see their new innovations and products that they're coming out with and staying up to date um for sure so that's been nice i, I am looking forward to just getting back to some shows here soon um we've done what we can like at our little shop in small numbers but uh i'm definitely looking forward to that but uh yeah that just about covers it uh i think awesome. if you have a jeep or a truck or an rv trailer these things bolt on trailers as well um and, and you're looking for a smooth ride uh and, and you want to improve on what you got there and include you know basically just make your ride all around better and give yourself um some in basically uh, a better way to tow a safer way to tow more stability I think you don't need to look any further than Super Springs International, the Sumo Springs, and I really appreciate you being on here, Adam. Um, where do you think is the best place for them to find uh, information from you guys? Yeah, go to supersprings.com. Um, that's where you'll see all of our latest and greatest. There's a there's a whole section on lifestyles for Jeep. Um, if you went to supersprings.com slash Jeep or look under the lifestyles under Jeep, you can find out all the information. We've got the install videos. We've got a drop down to select your uh, your year version and, and uh, we'll tell you which product you need. So go to our website and then, you know, if you want to have some fun and look at some cool videos, um, check us out on all the platforms that are out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a great product. Like you say, he's going to do some campaigns next month on the Jeep stuff. Uh, I've looked at the install that's in, involved. So if you buy those things and want to get them installed, a BlackBerry off-road, I would more than gladly do it because it looks like a, an install I'd be, be happy to do. Um, but again, I appreciate you uh, being on the, the podcast today. Do you have any final words for our listeners? No, listen, journey better, baby. Hey, thanks for the time, Bradley. Love the slogan. Appreciate you guys listening. As always, I'm Jeep and Bubba. Eat your prunes, and we'll be seeing you.